Happy New, New Year! Year. <laughs> Woohoo! Hey, 2024. Matt's bought the drinks! Yes! Good grief! Well, Happy New Year in today's episode of the Motorhome Matt podcast. We're talking about the joy of cooking outdoors with Harrison Ward. Fell through Hey! hey. <laughs> Looks like it will still be a topic for 2024, a crackdown on motorhomes at a popular parking spot. And we answer your questions on Wi-Fi and the plausibility of electric adapted motorhomes. Happy New Year to you and everybody who listens and watches. And thank you very, very much. Cheers. Delicious. Well, welcome to the Motorhome Map podcast and a happy new year. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. Industry insights, expert advice for the world of motorhomes, campervans and caravans. And it's brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. And remember to follow on your favourite podcast app and subscribe on YouTube, sponsored by arabasecreative.co.uk. Fantastic. Into the news then, a crackdown on campers at Portishead, which is near Bristol, Lake Grounds. Uh, reports of up to 20 camper vans parked up overnight and complaints of dumping rubbish and human excrement oh, also being discovered. Why awful. do people do that? Why do you do know. that? It's a minority, isn't it? But nonetheless, they're spoiling it for the majority. It's very real. The idea of an official overnight camper park was mooted at Portishead Lake Grounds in 2021. And an all Somerset Council spokesman said, we have had signage up over the years asking people not to camp overnight at the Lake Grounds. It doesn't have the facilities to support this. And in the summer, it can take up extra parking spaces. So I wonder how 2024 is going to be with parking restrictions, eh? Well, I don't know. Some councils, <laughs> like Wyborough Council, seem to be ahead of the curve and are yeah. uh, using some of their car parks uh, overnight and improving facilities for motorhomers uh, at their car parks. Uh, but others, you know, if it gets to be too much trouble, if people do silly things like leave excrement around, oh, they're just going to close them, aren't they? And going to put are. barriers up. Yeah, and it, as I say, it's always a minority that spoil it for the majority. The council say they haven't got facilities there. We don't actually need any facilities just to park up overnight and enjoy the view. You know, as long as we're not getting tables and chairs out and all of that stuff, you know, it's fine. We just need somewhere to park. Anyway, let's come back to that later, shall we? And behave yourselves when it comes to your liquids. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, the, that leisure shop product of the week this week. Well, planning your 2024 adventures. My question to you is, how soon do we start planning? Uh, now, I reckon. I mean, there's lots of offers on the telly, aren't there, for going on holiday. Same with campsites and same in our own businesses here. Uh, we have a sale on at thatleisureshop.com. Loads of great offers. Um, a chance to buy what's left of last year's stock at knockdown prices before this year's stock starts arriving. And it's already starting to come in. So uh, you will see that happen. What's interesting this year is prices aren't really going up for retail stuff we were told it would but there's a strange dynamic going on where the shipping costs have all come down over the course of the last few months uh, and prices of product haven't really gone up so i think we're in for some really keen deals this year if you're looking at booking a motorhome holiday hiring one that is i definitely book now uh, i'm anticipating that our motorhome hire team are going to be busy uh, particularly over the summer some of our motems are fully booked already for this August, which is fantastic. Um, so you can go and find out more at motomeholidaycompany.com. Uh, and if you're booking a campsite, 
campsites are reporting that they're getting really booked up this year very quickly so uh, but more so than last year so i would definitely look at getting ahead of the game uh, and you know campsites were saying that last year was a was a was a fast start and then it all slowed down uh, we're all hoping obviously that that quick start comes again and sticks with us so let's see what happens but i would say just get ahead of the curve and book now more about campsites in a few moments time what about travel books for inspiration for 2024 yeah there's loads of them more than ever in fact we've got a couple here uh, we love books we we sell loads of them at thatleisureshop.com and we have a lovely little library corner in the shop this is one of my favorites destination nc 500 the lovely campbell and Gemma from highlands to hammocks is just an absolutely stunning book with amazing photography if you're thinking of going to scotland and doing this route this is a must buy uh, and this is a great little book 100 great walks with kids what, now, to the book to the burger joint and back again <laughs> that might be where you take your kids but all over moors fells how to get outdoors and where to go with them i mean you might think you know, where do i take the kids well this this section here southwest england there's a whole load of them in here on beaches uh and of course we're blessed around here with a mix of inland and coastal walks which are to die for so yeah there's a whole load around themes and locations so that's a really really lovely book we've got one at home um and uh, we drag the kids around the woods <laughs> and over the hills and they love it <laughs> great when they're younger isn't it they like going out with mum and dad but uh, yeah because uh, they're in a pram <laughs> yeah do they do do they do a book for getting the teenager out of the house well there you are yeah <laughs> there's one yeah that's very true that's a battle isn't it getting yeah. them off the screen and once you get them out of the house they insist on you walking about five paces behind them just in case people might think you're with them someone sees you yeah with them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> heaven forbid yeah and i need to take my battery charger with me as well just in case my phone goes flat all of a sudden <laughs> where's the wi-fi <laughs> yeah honestly imagine trying to get them to leave their phone in the car it's the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooder. And I'm Motorhome Matt. Brought to you with that leisureshop.com. Let's talk about our main topic uh, of today's podcast, yeah. uh, which is uh, the growth in foodie books. And we've got a special guest on that one. But first of all, expectations for this year. Looking yes. ahead, what do you think, Matt? Well, I think we're going to see campsite prices going up. Uh, I think we're going to see an interesting development on campsites, which is a new thing, which is paying for your electric uh, with a card where you literally tap your card and you pay as you go, as it were, with your electric. You either go and charge a little white credit card type device and slot it in the hole and you pay for what you use. And one of the reasons this is coming is obviously electric's gone up in price. Uh, People are consuming more and more electric on campsites as motorhomes increasingly go more electric than gas. Uh, And also we've got people charging their Tesla that they drag their caravan there with (laughs) and they're plugging that into the 16-amp outlet and trying to recharge the EV batteries. So campsites are... Honestly, the more and more I talk to, they've had their fill of it. Their electric meter is almost spinning itself off the wall, uh, and we are going to see campsites start to charge for it. I've been talking to a lot of meter companies that are making the product. This product exists where you tap your card and pay for your electric, and I've been having conversations with a number. So that will be a theme, I think, that we explore this year. That's why it's happening, and we need to unpack how it's going to happen. I know the Caravan and Motorhome Club are advanced with a trial that they were carrying out last year and their plan is to implement it 
this year. So it's coming. It's another change that we're going to have to look for. And yet, guess what? We're going to have to pay for it as well. Uh, the thing is, it's, it's the, what bottom ten percent, bottom five percent of people who y- y- you know think, oh, well, I could use the campsite's uh, electricity to charge my electric car. So I'm going to save myself a fiver or a tenner. Uh, why can't people just be a, a little bit more civilised? Well, it's not necessarily about being civilised. It is. If your car's flat, you've got to charge it, haven't you? Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> so you could go off to a you know a high-speed charger somewhere, which, you know, there might be one up the road, but it's convenient to do it while you sleep, isn't it? So it's been a really interesting conversation. There's loads of really fascinating technology um, about spreading the load on a campsite because you know, people immediately say, well, there isn't, the, there isn't the power capability to have EV charge points on a campsite. Well, that, that's true. But there is electricity there and you can charge your electric car at home. So it's a big topic and one we're going to unpack a little bit more. Uh, And it's a change that we're going to see at the coalface if you go on a campsite. And I think that's a prediction I have for this year. Uh, We were talking last week about predictions last year. I think we're going to see massive pressure on car parks where people want to go to them in their motorhome or camper van because they don't want to go to a campsite and i think people will be squeezed out of the campsites because they go you know what i'm not paying you the 50 quid you charged me before and the electric Uh, i'm going to go and camp somewhere for free so i think that's going to be an interesting challenge this year so it's not just people uh, being miserly as i thought Uh, there is a big story behind it stay tuned to the podcast uh, for more on that one also a growth a growth in foodie books we've got a guest today the lovely harrison ward uh, known as the Fell Foodie, Harrison has just launched his book Cookout, but it seems to be a boom. There's a theme. Lots of people are launching these cookbooks uh, and travel cookbooks. They used to be around many years ago, and there seems to be a, a renaissance for it. And it's great. I think cooking on the move is a brilliant, wonderful thing to do. I've just bumped into the lovely Harrison Ward. He's known as the Fell Foodie. Something very exciting has happened for you. Tell us more. I've released my debut cookbook, which is quite a nice little uh, little moment. So you are a published author. I am, I suppose. Yeah, You're that's like all grown is. up and everything. It's, it's not quite hit home to me just yet, but very much a childhood dream coming to fruition. So that's it's amazing. Uh, it's great to see all the hard work coming together and. 85 recipes all designed around cooking um, in adventures, motorhoming or, or camping. Up a hill. Generally I go up the hill, yeah, but I don't expect anybody else to really cook a lot of these up the hill. So okay. hopefully I've aimed this around staying a bit lower as well, whether it's down by the coast or whether it's van life in or any little elements in there. But all designed around sort of single hob cooking. So there's some nice one pot dishes in there, some breakfast, some snacks to make at home whilst adventuring away from the, the caravan or motor home. But hopefully inspire some people to take their foods at different levels so go on and let's have a look at a couple what's your favourite recipe in the book well I'd say all 25 wouldn't I I mean I've put them all in here for sure but the photography's amazing were they your you. photos no this is actually my uh, my good friend Kenny Kenny Block who's done the photo- photos for this so actually also lucky to be my housemate so when we saw good weather to go out and shoot these in the outdoors no studio photography here we were able to go out and capture the moment so in the winter yeah oh it was over the winter many I know and it was quite a bleak winter too I mean yeah. no you say oh, it's always bleak but we usually get those nice cold crisp days and again on the mountain tops you get views for miles on the tops but last year was just all complete storms constantly Fog. so honestly if i can achieve it in those conditions i think anyone can achieve this in the outdoors but all sorts of bits nice breakfast in there so we've got some nice sort of uh, 
Folks did full breakfast. We've got it's a really, um, really practical, curries. simple food as well. Well, there's a big mixture. Again, there's some ones I've dubbed sort of summit special. Again, no pun intended. No, the pun was intended there. But again, some dishes that might require a bit more pan juggling. But okay. also some one-pot dishes too. And again, things you can make out to take out with you. So you could perhaps make this and pack it into a nice food flask. Take it outdoors with you first. So again, you could be utilising stuff that's in the van for quite a while. Maybe dehydrated bits. Rehydrating those at camp. And making something to wow all your camping buddies. Fantastic. So the book is called Cook Out. Cook Out it is indeed. It's all out now. Published at all good bookstores. I can say that now. Can't is it I? all good bookstores? Well, I believe it's not yours just yet, but uh, maybe maybe one day. <laughs> we're going we're to put all it in the shop. Bookstores. You can get it at thatleisureshop.com. <laughs> yeah, I think the journey I've been on the last few years as well, I mean, it was a very different life I was leading yeah. a few years back, you know, battling alcoholism, poor mental health, and discovering the fells as a big means of recovery, the mountains. So... To put this together, my new passion for taking out there, cooking outdoors, hopefully some other foodies that enjoy a bit of adventure. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see a bit of this as well, inspire uh, We're them. seeing a big boom in this. I mean, there's so many books coming into the market for, for motorhome and caravanners. It's great inspiring people to get out there and cook and eat well and live well. Well, that's it. I mean, food's always played a good part for me. I never like to sort of shirk when I'm out and about. So why would I do that when I'm off? You know, off the beaten track. I yeah. want to eat well when I'm out there as well. Enjoy good cuisine, whether it's in the UK or further afield. So hopefully, this is exactly that and gives a bit of sort of a new repertoire. I'm salivating. <laughs> and congratulations on the book. That's Harrison Ward, also known as the Fell Foodie. Sounds delicious. <laughs> His book certainly looks. It's really simple and accessible food. It's great. Single pot, and I mean some of the food like bacon sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like avocado on toast, isn't it? Yeah, that's the yuppie must-have. <laughs> you know, not too difficult to do, is it? No, with a fried egg. Yes. I mean, we're getting posh now. It is a lovely book. The photography is really good as well, as, as, as I celebrate with Harrison. Uh, and it is a great book. And if you're looking for some really basic inspiration on what to cook on a one-pot when you're out walking, travelling, whatever you're doing, then it's a lovely book to have on the coffee table. Mine is by the bed. I give it a little stroke every night before I go to sleep. Well, what about the book? <laughs> Let's cut to an advert there, shall we? So when's your book coming out then, Matt? My book? Which one? My cookbook? Yeah. We could do that. We could. Yeah, we could do we could do the Keith and Matt Motorhome Matt cookbook as yeah. a title. Yeah. Uh, what would you have for starter? Oh, crisps. Okay, main course, <laughs> pot noodle, yeah. obviously. Uh, pudding has to be a cabbage cream egg. Well, there you go. Every course, a red wine accompaniment. All we have to do is photograph them beautifully and we're away. Finish with some bubbles. Yeah, cheers. cheers. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon we can get that published? So I have written a book, nearly. So I wrote the guide to buying your first motorhome and then got distracted by you when you said, Matt, let me produce a podcast for you. And here we are. <laughs> Some years later, the book is unfinished. So maybe I'll finish it. It was a really useful guide to buying your first motome. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see if I can get it written. It's about 90% done, I think. Yeah, I'm just the last chapter. And then I started a podcast. And then that's it. Done. That's it. Well, you see, a lot of the podcast content would make a really good book, I think. We'll see. We'll see. I'm under a lot of pressure from the copywriter to finish it. <laughs> having just spent Christmas with him because he's my brother-in-law. It's the Motorhome Matt podcast with me, Keith Gooden. And with me, Motorhome Matt. Brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Good to have you along. Let's do our Q&A, the question and answer, where you ask the questions and Matt, he's the expert, he answers them. First of all, we've got Joe. Just Joe. We don't know where you are, Joe, but just Joe. Hello, Matt. Can you uh, put a Wi-Fi shark thing on the outside of your caravan and just remove your antenna? housing or you know, the aerial antenna already fitted by your uh, caravan supplier and just bring it through that way or do you have to uh, drill a, a second hole for the actual shark thing for the outside 
Cheers, Joe. Thanks very much uh, for that. He's talking about the shark's fin aerials that you have on the back of modern, the little round modern ones. cars. Yeah, well, yeah, like a well, shark's fin. So he's specifically talking about a Wi-Fi aerial, I think, when he says shark's fin. So he means the little round aerial yep. that you put on the roof that enables you to get 4G connection. Uh, the ones from the likes of Avtex and Falcon and others that we sell, MaxView and so on. So the answer, Joe, is, uh, yeah, you could take the aerial out, uh, your traditional television aerial, and put the... Uh, 4G aerial in its place the hole's going to be too big they generally need a 25mm hole uh, and the TV aerials are often twice the size of that so you would have to fill it um, and make sure it's covered uh, by the Wi-Fi aerial I would definitely consider getting that professionally done with sealant etc um, if you want to keep the traditional television aerial then you would have to drill a new hole uh, if you want to fit a 4G aerial on the roof that was Joe with an E and um, now we have Joe with just a J-O, Joe Woolnuff. In discussion with the fact that obviously we have got electric vehicles being put into the industry by the government, adapted electric vehicles are very different altogether. For a start, they need more room for the adaptions. That's less room for lithium batteries. Getting a bigger vehicle, that's even more problems because after all, you've still got cassette lifts and anything medical they might want to carry on board that will be electric. From the perspective of cars, it just wouldn't go anywhere, my car, if it was just all electric because there's just too many adaptions that already drain a normal battery. Do it with electrics and lithium, I don't think it would work. I really don't know where they're going to go from here. Even the taxi drivers that have wheelchair accessible vehicles are being asked to change. But again, I don't know how that would work because their journeys are too long, such as journeys to the hospital, etc., other ends of the country. I'd be really interested for the government to look into this about everything, not just their own scenario, and include everybody that has to have something more than just a vehicle. It is something I'm very passionate about, and I think they need to think about it before they start saying everything's going to be okay, because it really won't be. There's Joe Woolner, uh, who, as she says, uh, feels passionate. But uh, as with all these things, we take a snapshot in time and it stops mm. right now, doesn't it? And she's talking about uh, converting what she's got already. And the government are looking forward to 2030 and 35 when she will have changed. Isn't mm. that right? Uh, yeah, Joe, it's lovely to hear from you. Thanks for the message. Joe has the most amazing wheelchair I have ever seen. Uh, I don't know what it cost, but it's very, very clever. Uh, of course, Joe has an adapted motorhome uh, because she is in her wheelchair, I think, all the time. Yeah, 2035, we're going to see a merge toward electric. We won't be able to buy a brand new diesel motorhome. But of course, Joe, it doesn't mean you can't buy a diesel motorhome. You can still buy one, but it will be secondhand. So uh, I know Joe went to Coachbuilt GB. Um, shout out to Kate and the team. Uh, who converted their motorhome and has continued to do more conversion work to it. And they specialise in converting diesel-powered motorhomes at the moment, and they still will. You know, motorhomes are going to last 20, 30 years, and they'll be picking the ones that are well-built uh, and have good good powertrains in. And I think it's going to be a while before we see only electric motorhomes available to us. But Joe makes a valid point about the power plant, all the batteries in the floor and stuff. No doubt converters get into the floor to make adaptions you know with with lifts and so on and reinforcing stuff they simply won't be able to do that if there's a load of batteries under it 
So I think this is the converters' jobs that's going to be responding to this. And Joe, you made a point that the government are introducing this. The government are introducing the guidelines to which the manufacturers are responding. And I think we're going to see an array in your lifetime and mine of different types of engine and power plant in the next in the course of the next 30, 40 years. So I think it's an exciting time. It is not going to be without its challenges. That is true. And not everything will be able to be retrofitted with the new technology, will it? No, that's right. And it may be that some things just are not an option. I mean, there are motorhomes now that are not an option to convert for a, a limited mobility individual. Uh, and Coachbuilt choose particular models. You know, we saw them, didn't we, at the NEC show? Um, and we went in one. And there are some models that just wouldn't work to have you know, doors wide and aisleways widened and so on uh, and slide outs fitted there are specific motorhomes that work well for that that is not going to change you know and it will be for different reasons so an all electric motorhome when it comes whenever that is it's going to be 2035 onwards i think it may not be appropriate and so we'll be you know sticking with diesel as yours is now joe yeah uh, enjoy your vehicle uh, because it's going to be a while before you, you you want to or need to change it if people want to ask you a question matt what's they do really easy we'd love it if you would and so would the other listeners i'm sure just go to mhmp.info forward slash ask matt that's mhmp.info forward slash ask matt if you want to leave us a review go to mhmp.info forward slash review that's motorhome map podcast dot info forward slash review and make sure you subscribe and hit the little bell on youtube which is sponsored by arabasecreative.co.uk. And so we'll say for the very last time, Happy Happy New Year! Year. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. Thank you.